Comics Corner. I am Casey. This is Christy. Uh, that way. Uh, one of those directions. You're, <laughs> uh, wait, you're that way. Okay. You're that so, way. Uh, so. Meh, meh. I'm bad Hold with up your right hand. <laughs> Point your right hand. That That's... Yeah, that, okay. way. that way. That way. Uh, anyways. It don't matter. Um, We're somewhere. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the world of craziness. Um... We've got a bunch of stuff to cover this week. We've got, uh, uh, we've got, uh, WandaVision. We've got Batwoman. We've got Superman and Lois. Uh, we've got a bunch of DC, uh, casting news. Uh, we got a new Batman comic line coming out. We've got... Spider-Man got a new, finally got a title for the new film that just started filming. So, yeah, we've got a lot to going on this week. Uh, but first, we have our newest feature. And now, for this week in comics history. So, for the marvelous side of things uh i just heard paul do it in the other room (laughs) he's still voicing it (laughs) Um, so in uh now mind you uh because this is at the end of February, we picked characters that are for all of February. They didn't mm-hmm. have a specific date for when they released them. Uh, but in February of 1964, speaking of Spider-Man, in The Amazing Spider-Man number 9, we first got introduced to Electro. Uh, MCU fans will remember him from The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield, played by Jamie Foxx, who will yeah. be back for this brand new Spider-Man film. And he uh, will not be blue. I saw that. Hallelujah. Thank the, uh, I love this character, but the visual effects were uh, some of the most disappointing I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Uh, so, yeah, he will be appearing in Spider Man No Way Home, which is the brand new. Mm-hmm. Finally titled movie. Yeah. F- finally titled. I love it. They sent all of the actors different titles Mm -hmm. so we had a bunch of these weird screenshots floating around that was just so great yeah Uh, so yeah he was uh kind of prominent in a bunch of different things he was uh not one of the sinister six but he was fairly prominent as far as the spider-man villain goes uh he also ran into the defenders a little bit in daredevil i mean honestly they did it on purpose i'm pretty sure yeah there was this great skit. Uh, so yeah, he's been around since the 60s. Uh, he was created by Stan Lee and, and Steve Ditka, of course. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that is the Marvel side of things. Now, on the DC side of things, uh, in... Well, it was released in December, but it was titled in February, so I'm taking it. <laughs> February 1940, we got... Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Shazam. Now, when I sent this to Christy, yeah. she thought I was talking about the Marvel Captain Marvel. No, wrong one. Shazam. Wrong Shazam. one. I think exactly of this character is just Shazam. I I never yeah. remember that his name was Captain Marvel to begin with. Yep. They uh, they could not use uh, 
the title Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel the film had already come out for Marvel mm-hmm. and they did not want to get sued. <laughs> yeah. So they went with Shazam because that's the word he says to, you know. Yeah. And in the comics, he is known as both. So yeah. it, it makes sense. It's not like they were completely rewriting the character. But yeah. I just, like, even knowing the character from comics and not from the the Zachary Levi movie, mm-hmm. I still just never think of him as Captain Marvel. Yeah, exactly. Like, that is, a, honestly, a really fun movie and a really fun character. Because he's oh, yeah. a kid. Yeah, He's a great. kid in this amazing heroic body. But he still acts like a kid. It's yeah. it's very fun and lighthearted for our comics. Oh, yeah. You know, one of my favorite scenes was when he switched into Shazam and then went and bought beer because, you know, that's what a 12-year-old would do yeah. when they are suddenly legal. Exactly. <laughs> he looks like a grown-up. Yeah, that's that's what a, a kid would do. Yeah. Great, great movie. Uh, the only fault I found with the movie was that it was released in April and not December because it is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. It would have been perfect. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, we are having uh, Shazam 2 in, I believe it's 2024? 2023. It, it's a ways out, you know, either yeah. way. Yeah, there was, well, yeah. Yeah, exactly June 2nd, 2023 is when it's currently slated. Yeah. So we're, we're like, super far into pre-production with this. Like, there's no filming going on with this yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, that is it for our comics history. This uh, week in comics books history. I don't do it as yes. well as Paul. No, but it is great. It, <laughs> in, in in the final version that is going to YouTube, it will be up. It will be in there. I just heard him do it again. <laughs> it's adorable. Our house um, is not that big. <laughs> it, so, for uh, Marvel news this week, uh, we have, of course, the Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, title release, and which a is... really fun marketing campaign that played yeah. into, like, just the the youngness of the of the main cast that they all released something on Instagram, oh, but yeah. also a little bit into the Tom Holland can't keep a secret and spoilers kind of thing. Yeah. So each of the three main cast me- um, cast members released a different screenshot as ooh we're we're spoiling the title. And yeah, so exactly. there was Phone Home, Home Wrecker, and Home Slice. And then yes. none of them are the title. But my favorite one though was in Deha released one called Home Depot. Yeah, yeah. That was just that, that was, was a fun legitimately gag. my favorite thing ever. I was just like, this is so great. I love it. Yeah, but then they finally have a trailer where each of them realizes they were tricked. And yeah. then they walk past the real title, which is No Way Home. No which Way I, Home. And honestly, it. knowing the the stuff that they're leading up to with that storyline, I think this is going to be fantastic. Knowing the spoilers of all of the amazing former cast of different franchises of Spider-Man that they're bringing together, and knowing that Doctor Strange is going to be the multiverse... I, th- I think this is going to be an excellent way to really delve into that with yeah. Spider-Man. And there's already a lot of experience in the Spider-Man franchises with different versions and different universes. 
um, like the animated Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Mm -hmm. that, that's something that's very inherently in that franchise to begin with. So I think it's yeah. going to be fantastic, and I cannot wait to see where they go with it. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, because we know that this ties into WandaVision and then into Doctor Strange 2, you know, it, it's going to be obvious that whatever happens uh, with next week's episode um, mm -hmm. is just going to, I have a feeling, rip the multiverse open. Now, we haven't got a confirmed runtime yet, mm -hmm. but uh, we've got about an hour and a half of runtime, maybe two yeah. hours left. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, As someone mentioned to me, it's basically going to be a feature film in and of itself. Yeah. And that's what they seem to be setting up, which I am all for, by, by all means. Um, yeah, Spidey got doxxed. Toyota is totally right. That's why yep. we left him in Far From Home. His yep. entire... His identity was revealed quite... Literally. Publicly. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is, is going to be super exciting. Bringing back former Spider-Man, um, bringing back their love interests and mm -hmm. their foes. I think this is an amazing way to provide fan service. Because people like me, I've seen all those Spider-Man movies. I am going to be giggling the whole time and on the edge of my seat. You know? I like, also thought it was interesting great. that they made a very big point to say in theaters only. Mm -hmm. Which, uh, they have a lot of faith in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but, you know, bless them for actually still having faith. Yeah. Uh, on on the flip side of things, uh, we also got the uh, premiere date for Loki, uh, mm -hmm. which will be June 11th, which uh, somebody had put out a calendar of, you know, that there was going to be a Marvel release every Friday for the rest of the year. Which is amazing. Which is crazy. But they kind of shifted some things around at the... Uh... Yeah, you're right, Toyota. They can't put it on Disney+. Plus. Uh, but they could do POV it pretty easily if they had to. Mm -hmm. um, so this week was the... Uh, I forget what it was called off the top of my head. But it, it's a big media presentation thing. And now that Marvel and Disney Plus are a thing, um, it, they had to present. So they released a bunch of dates for a bunch of different things. Um Loki being one of them, and the theory is that they're going to give each movie release about a month of breathing room before the next thing starts. Right. Makes sense. But you're also, but you're also going to have a bunch of Disney Plus shows going at the same time. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to kind of see who, what, where. I'm super pumped for Loki. Um, you know, this is... From, from the trailers that we've seen, Tom Hiddleston, you know, as he was in Avengers, which yeah. just makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> the the more recent stuff, Loki was more of, um, more toned down, kind of mm -hmm. a little comedic, because it was a, a little bit of a lighthearted um, movie, Thor Ragnarok yeah. especially. It was yeah. kind of more funny than action-y, and yeah. he was much more on the side of Thor. 
this we're going back to he was just thwarted in New York. And I think it's going to be more of like an anti-hero story, maybe villain yeah. light, where you're not sure what his motivations are, but it feels very much like, you know, Loki's going to be ar- going around kicking butt and taking names and possibly thwarting the people who are trying to control him. I I am so excited to see this. This is like the intersection of all the shows I like, which are like spy thrillers and superhero shows. It's going to be great. Yeah, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so as as busy of a week as Marvel had, which is saying something, Yeah. DC also had some really big news. Uh, we've got a release, tra- a release date for the Snyder Cut, which is March 18th. Mm-hmm. Which right is- around the corner. Yeah, it's in like three weeks. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm excited too, because I honestly still cannot remember watching Justice League. I know I did. (laughs) I still can't remember it. Yeah. So we're talking about three weeks from when this is recorded. So that'll be fun. I am slightly annoyed that it comes out uh, on a Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, as Toyota mentions, it also is dropping the day before Falcon and Winter Soldier. And that feels like a big middle finger to Marvel. <laughs> I'd be like, screw you, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Well, so, you know, it, be fun. it also, like, they they know. They know yeah. that they are fighting a losing battle with Marvel. Marvel is such a juggernaut right now, and they really haven't had any misses. No. Like, Everybody's got their least favorite Marvel movie, which is Civil War. And (laughs) I just don't like it. Uh, No, Iron Man 3 is the worst Marvel movie. It's okay. Iron Man 3 is down there. Yes. But Civil War, I could have done without the whole thing. I'm like, you could have done this in five minutes at the beginning of Infinity War. It would have been fine. But no, it's yeah. fine. It, it was a lot of angst. Agreed to disagree. <laughs> yeah. Um, lots of angst. But no, it, everybody's got their least favorite. But even those least favorites, you would have still gone and sat and seen and, and everything. Yeah. They DC just doesn't have that traction in their movie franchises. They don't have a stable um, home for their shows anymore. Their, their attempt to do the same thing as Disney+. Plus failed miserably and now they're streaming their um their movies on hbo max like they they know that they are not on the same level as marvel and so they're kind of trying to do whatever they can to just say hey we're still here like here's this tiny little window oh look justice league snyder cut it'll be great and then everybody will flip back to marvel the next day yeah exactly uh we also speaking of justice league They announced that, uh, oh, don't even get <laughs> me started on Green, Green Lantern. <sighs> I went and saw Green Lantern before I was a DC fan, and it almost turned me off of DC. It was so bad. Let's just yeah. leave it up. It was... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> in other news, uh, which I have to say, I'm not excited about this, um... Uh, it was reported yesterday that J.J. Abrams is producing a new Superman reboot. Like, we need mm-hmm. another one. Like, 
Spider-Man reboots. It's not like we uh, have 17 different versions. But this one is <clears throat> supposedly going to be set up as a black Superman story. No, not black-suited Superman, but black. Um, mm -hmm. Which, it has the um, author of some of the Black Panther comic books. Uh, mm -hmm. I can't pronounce their name, so I'm I just going to I think it's ta it. Coates. Yeah, thank you. I might be saying uh, that wrong, but I, I feel 82% confident that that might be how you say his name. Yeah. Uh, I'm not and, usually good at names. Yeah, and so this will be uh, a DC Extended Universe film uh, produced by Bad Robot, which I gotta say, uh, I have a couple of concerns. Uh, one, J.J. Abrams has a bad track record of producing films that, you know, successfully reboot franchises. I don't know. I do like the Star Treks. Uh, I don't, but I that's do. okay. <laughs> It's okay. I'm wearing a Star Trek uh, shirt right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you just look at what he did with Star Wars. Uh, and we won't. Anyways. Uh, but honestly, like, we just had another sp another Superman reboot less than ten years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know, Toyota, if they have officially got rid of Henry, Henry Cavill or not. I honestly don't know. I haven't heard anything one way or the other. Um, but it sure looks like they're gonna go screw you and you yeah. know, do something else. If they haven't lost him from playing Superman altogether, then they mm -hmm. have to do this isn't Clark Kent Superman, it's a different yeah. Superman. Maybe maybe yeah. some kind of storyline like that. Yeah. I think it's it too early to know for sure. Yeah, and here's, like, at least as far as I know, within the comics, there isn't a basis for this. Uh, unless there's some weird, obscure comic that I don't know about. Um, so, I don't know why they're doing this. If not for, we need a Black Panther. <laughs> no, Which... um, there are comic book drawings of a Black Superman. I don't know much about him, though. Yeah, uh, it, this is the first I'm hearing about it. It just, it seems like, and maybe this is the cynic in me, it just seems like they're trying to do the diversity play, and when they force it, it doesn't usually work yeah. well. Um, if, it's, if it's something where you're, like, trying to pander to a specific audience, I don't yeah. think that works, but if you do it the right way, then it can be fantastic. Um, looks like he is from Earth-23. Okay. The one I was looking at. His name is Calvin Ellis. Uh -huh. He is the president of the United States of America and also Kal-El Superman. So that's a, um, an ambitious person. Yeah. One would uh, think that being president or Superman would take up your whole day. But, yeah, he he's a combo platter. Uh, Toyota, yes. Um, there when yeah, he, I saw that fan uh, theory too. When he first uh, did a Warner Brothers deal back in I think it was 2018, 2019, uh, he was trying to get um, a black Superman going, and the studio turned him down. Mm -hmm. So it is possible that he will be attached to it eventually. Uh, as of right now, 
There is no official news. Granted, this is just, you know, in development, uh, yeah. let alone pre-production. So they still got to put everything together for this. And Michael uh, B. Jordan has a lot of comic book cred. He was Human yeah. Torch in that abysmal Fantastic Four movie. And yeah. obviously Warmonger in um, Black Panther. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, of the people that would do it, uh, he would be interesting. I would be more interested in uh, Denzel Washington's son. Mr. Young Washington? Yeah, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. uh, The one from Black Klansman. Uh, John David. John Hmm. David Washington. Uh, I think he would be fantastic. But we'll see. Uh, I have no idea what they're going to do with it at the moment, so... It'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, You were mentioning about um, do we really need another Superman reboot? And Toyota mentioned in the chat exactly the same thing with Batmans. mm -hmm. Like, okay, so there was Michael Keaton Batman, and then Val Kilmer and George Clooney took over the suit. But that was really the same franchise. Because this franchise was kind of more around the director than anything else. Um, So I, I looped those movies together in my head. At least. I might be the only one, but I do. And then we've got um, the Batman Begins trilogy with uh, Christian Bale. Mm -hmm. And then we've got the Justice League Batman, which was Ben Affleck, but he didn't have a standalone movie. Hmm. And then suddenly we have Robert Pattinson. And it really does feel like DC is trying new things. And they're like, hey, let's let's check this at the wall and see what sticks. And when it doesn't go right for them, they're like, oh, it must be the cast. And yeah. we're like, no, it's the writing and the special yeah. effects. You're not doing this right. Like, but honestly... That does seem to be their go-to, is just recast it and try it again. Yeah. I mean, having seen Tenet, and that was the film that of why they cast Pattinson as Batman, I understand it. The problem is, from the footage I've seen, they're not doing anything... Mm-hmm. <laughs> from that movie and like those characteristics so I don't understand what they're doing it, it, it seems like they're trying to do an angsty emo version of his Twilight character which no just no and honestly like Batman as a general rule is one of the more popular superheroes in comic book history He's been around for a very long time. He's wildly popular. He'd have to be if we're still making this many movies. But I don't know anybody who, honestly, like, Batman is not the reason I watch Batman movies. Yeah. It's it's Batman's villains. You give 100%. me a good villain, and I can overlook whoever's in the suit. His rogues gallery is fantastic. The problem that's with- the strength of the Batman franchise. There are so yeah. many amazing villains, and they're also kitschy themed, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you have a clock guy that has clocks all over him, and while the Joker obviously plays jokes, Penguin quacks like a penguin and has little penguin guys, and everybody's, all their henchmen are all color-coordinated. It's fantastic. Yeah, you know, uh, you've got Riddler, which is just hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's so many great villains that he has. Some great over the female years. villains, Poison Ivy and Catwoman. But, yeah, hundred percent. So it'll be interesting to kind of see 
what they do with it. Um, yeah. The problem is, like, the, the one really popular... Uh, yeah, you're right, Paul. 100%. Um, the one really popular, mm -hmm. like, run of Batman was the animated series. Yeah. And that was because they were doing the detective version of Batman. D the detective version is the best way that you can present Batman. The problem is none of the films have done that. Yeah. I mean, the Batman Begins trilogy was pretty strong in terms of Batman movies. Um, some of them were acclaimed. Heath Ledger did an amazing job as Joker. But there are a lot of places where even that fell flat. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but it kind of is what it is. Like yeah. Until they learn how to bring in what makes them successful as an animated series 100 percent. yes mm -hmm. please give me mark hamill joker mark if i could have a mark hamill voice with a heath leather heath ledger joker performance it would be the perfect joker that would be pretty amazing <laughs> would be fantastic uh, but until they they bring what makes them successful as an animated series yeah into the actual movies they're never going to make it. They also run them very weirdly, like, as far as a, a breakdown of how they uh, run things as a structure mm -hmm. for DC movies. Uh, you know, Marvel, it's Kevin Feige runs everything from the top down. Yeah. yeah. DC, it's like, okay, you've got a couple people here and then a couple people there. It's it's weird and convoluted and yeah. too many cooks in the kitchen. That's, that's really... Kevin Feige running everything and at least being involved in making decisions is one of the reasons that Marvel has been so so continuous through everything like there's yeah. continuity everything references something else and the easter eggs all kind of flow through the the movies and shows and comics and everything makes sense yeah 100% so we'll see as they kind of get into it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I need more footage. Give me a trailer, and then I'll make some decisions from there. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna uh, watch it either way, but I'm I'm wildly optimistic that it's not just like I I just I don't like when somebody's like, oh, make her a girl because girls are, you know, there aren't enough girls. Well, make it a girl for a good reason, not just so it's a girl. Same thing. Yeah. If you're going to do a different gender or a different backstory or a different race or anything, don't do it just because you want to, like, say that you're being diverse. Yeah. Actually present, like, an authentic character because that's one of the things that, like, we don't need inclusion and diversity just for lip service. It needs yeah. to be real authentic inclusion and diversity exactly there are you know, amazing comic book characters out there that you can bring to life and do this in a good way if they're yep. if they're using this comic book character that already is a black superman fantastic give me that tell me that story mm -hmm. don't just make him black and be like oh yeah and he's black now yeah it, that's that's not how this should work this should be bringing characters to life that already are telling a story in a different way yeah, I, I'm a fan of the Kevin Feige uh, motto, which is keep it simple, 
and keep it from the comics. Exactly. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> like, these comics have been around for decades. Yeah. Cherry pick what you want and... You know, and there are thousands like. of stories you can tell. Yep. So if you if you don't find the story that you're looking for, keep looking. Mm-hmm. And, oh, this character died that you wanted to use? That's okay. Comic books bring characters back to life all the time. They're comic books. Like, that's what they do. There's a whole series where um, the Green Lantern property brings back people from the dead and makes them Black Lanterns. You can bring anybody back from the dead. Exactly. You know, I I just... Yeah, we'll see. But at the end of the day, uh, they're going to do what they're going to do, and that's the unfortunate part, but, you know, we just get to live with it, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. All right, so, speaking of DC... Yeah. uh, We had uh, two... We had uh, Batwoman, and then we had... uh, the brand new Superman and Lois. And since I have not watched either, I will hand you guys over to Christy and let her. Yes, where I will talk about shows. Um, before I talk about shows that I've watched, though, there was one more piece of news I wanted to mention. And that was a new comic it. book run where Batman enters the Fortnite universe. Ah, um, uh, yes, you told me so about this. So what, what it has been teased as the premise is that a rift is going to open over Gotham. And it's going to pull Batman through it and into the Fortnite universe. I have no idea what's going to happen there. But it's going to be a six-issue miniseries. And if you read all six comics, there's going to be a code in each one. And you can put those in your actual Fortnite game and unlock a Batman skin. Which so, is so cool. Yeah, that's some, that's some pretty exciting news for Fortnite fans and Batman fans. And some of the art, I was looking at the comic book cover, and at least this first one looks amazing. And I don't even play Fortnite, but I see Paul play it enough that I recognize some of these characters. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty popular. And it's also, I, I do love crossovers in general, where you just take a well-known property and mm-hmm. toss them into the world of another. And you just kind of see how they would interact with that. I think it's going to be really fun. Sweet. Okay. okay. So, talking about things that interest Christy. Okay, um, I've been mentioning Batwoman, and this most recent episode, um, I, I had mentioned in our last ep- our, our last episode that I thought we were getting to a stronger place with Batwoman, where uh-huh. um, Batwoman 2.0, as she's called in this episode, um, her name is Ryan. And she's really coming into her own. She's getting more confident with the equipment and with the suit and with crime fighting. And this this time, that's exactly what we got. Um, so we're starting to open it up with different villains, different storylines. And we still have this background of where's Kate Kane? We have to rescue her. But it's much more of like a back burner thing. We're allowed to have an actual storyline progress. And I think that this is where we need to go. I'm hoping that the the rest of this season really continues in that direction. Because just like I mentioned with Batman, the strength of all of the Bat franchise is the villains. So mm-hmm. bring me more villains. Stop putting the same one in front of us every week. Because um, that's what really the first season did. There were only a handful. 
Um, mostly yeah. it was Alice and the Wonderland gang. And she's still cropping up, but more as an anti-hero. Yeah. And that is something that she did in the comics. So it's it's really fun that they're playing with her character that way. But we're getting new people. Um, this time we got Wolf Spider, which is somebody I did not actually remember from the comics and did a little research on. And they did him really well. Um, hmm. He was stealing some art, and it was very exciting. Um some nice little special effects where he was flipping around and trying to evade them. And it really, uh, I enjoyed this episode more than, than I've enjoyed the other Batwoman episodes so far this season. Gotcha. So it was very good. Well, hey, uh, I'm all for that. Yeah. Uh, and then be- Superman and Lois. Um, I was really looking forward to this, uh, the trailer dropped just a little bit ago. It was kind of a closely Ellie! held secret. Thank you for the follow, buddy. Yay. Sorry. <laughs> no, ver- stop me anytime. Seriously, that's exciting. Hey, Ellie. <laughs> um, okay, so we're talking Superman and Lois, and I'm going to do, like, spoiler light. I'm not going to tell anything of what really happens or who it happens to. Um, just kind of the general vibe. Mm-hmm. So we got the trailer... Um, and Superman and Lois are kind of, um, living their lives and where we left them at the end of Crisis on Infinite Earths, the crossover from last year with all of the CW shows Mm -hmm. was they had an infant baby and his name was Jonathan. And then at the very, very end of the last Crisis on Earths episode, Superman gets called, like, Lois calls him and says, the boys need you. And Mm -hmm. so we had this huge, like, wait, she said boys, there was only one, now there's two. So whatever they did in Crisis created this second twin, well, a second child, they are twins. And, okay, drive safely. Yeah, please drive safely. Chat chat with us when Um, you get home. (laughs) So we have we have twin boys now, um, Jonathan and Jordan. So Jordan is the twin that didn't used to exist. Um, gotcha. And it took me a little bit of research to nail that down, but I am confident Jonathan was was in our universe the whole time. But as far as they're concerned, they're just twins, and they've always had them. Like, they've kind of forgotten that they were ever just one baby. Gotcha. And they are teenagers now. So this is a large period of time. Um, I think that we're really in the future, but not really talking about it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they're about 14 or 15. They mentioned that they're about to start freshman year of high school. So maybe 13, but yeah, right sure. about then. And the first thing that they do, um, they're living in Metropolis at the time. And the first thing that they do is go back to Smallville mm. and, the trailer tells you this, so I'm not spoiling anything. Um, this is when Lois and Clark finally tell the boys that he's Superman. And so we've got like this angsty teenage kind of situation where they're coming to terms with the fact that their dad's Superman and they're half alien and they never do it. Mm-hmm. And it's right at the same time that they'd be hitting puberty. So now we're like, uh, are they going to get powers? Are we going to have a Superboy situation? And that's really where the trailer left us. It it kind of just said, this is the world that we're going to drop you in. Have fun. 
So I'm watching this episode, and I'm expecting, okay, there will be a little bit of action. It's it's Superman. And there was. Like, he saved the day right at the beginning and then went home to his kids where he had to, like, his food was in the, the fridge, and he had to talk to his son who was mad at him. And then he had to talk to his other boy who had some good news at school today. And I was like, okay, so this is Superman's family life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I'm on board. This will pick up soon. But it never did. There was, like, one more action scene at the end. But everybody was just kind of, like, living life. So this is much more of, like, a home and family kind of drama than it is an action show. So more Smallville than Dark Knight Yeah, more Smallville than Justice League or whatever. And it's not to say that there wasn't a little bit of action or that there wasn't special effects, because there definitely was. And like the CW shows, this is where DC does it well. It's much more realistic and believable. Like, he picked up a truck and and lifted it, and that's something they show in the trailer to prove to the boys that, yes, I am really Superman. And there was, like, there was a nuclear disaster he was thwarting and there's a bad guy which is a a pretty decent easter eggy kind of cliffhanger um that he's he's going to be i think a season-long bad guy it, it's at least what it feels like from the research i've done mm-hmm. but it was definitely much more like this is the human side of superman and that okay. is a lot of where smallville was except for smallville was very like, each episode was a different bad guy, and also Clark learning how to deal with a new power, and also Clark learning that girls are pretty. I don't know. Like, whatever. <laughs> Smallville was more of, like, a teenager drama, and this is more, yeah. like, Clark is in his 40s and dealing with angsty teenagers. It was much more, uh, much less action-y than I was expecting. And that's that's how I'll put it. It is definitely worth watching if you like Superman, because I think this first episode is going to set up a world that they are going to explore, and I honestly think that they're going to do something that you rarely see with Superman. You know, Superman is usually Man of Steel, infallible, and this show really is like, this is where he sucks. This is what he cannot do right. And this is where he's done all of these things wrong. He is not a good father. And I think that's really intriguing. And I'm I'm hoping they lean heavy into that. But also that they kind of bring it back around and do give us some more action later in the season. There's a lot of possibilities with what they're doing. I think it's going to be really interesting to, to see where it goes. Cool, cool, cool. Well, hey. Uh, I will actually probably watch that after we get done with this and I go yeah. make dinner. And, and I haven't spoiled stuff. anything. It was all there That's in the helpful. trailer. Bravo. Well done. Yeah. Uh, speaking of spoilers, we will definitely be spoiling. Lots of spoilers coming up. The the new WandaVision episode. So if you haven't watched it, you have been warned. <laughs> yeah. Click pause. Go, go watch, watch it. it. Come back to us in 30 minutes. It'll be great. You'll, you'll you'll thank us. Uh, I, I mean, slight spoiler for behind me. They do change the logo. It just made me happy. <laughs> uh, I, I was yelling at my TV. I was like, yes! They never changed the logo! Yes! 
Well, um, they've played with it before. A, few a little times. bit, but but not usually. Not usually not so drastically. This. Yeah. So we've got. Uh, we start with uh, Salem, nineteen six. Uh, it's like sixteen ninety or something like that. Um, and we get this scene where Agatha is being led to sixteen ninety three. There it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Agatha is being led to this stake. Uh, yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, Salem witch trials. You know, was she caught up in it? Nope. She was part of a coven. Yeah, it was like the Salem Witch Trials, but by witches, for witches. Witches, yeah, exactly. You know, like, this was actually like, okay, you actually caught one. Good job. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, on the the other side, they were witches, and she was in their coven. So it's really like, did you do detective work here? You knew she was a witch. Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, she gets gets busted for uh, bending the rules, as Mm -hmm. she says. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, you, you, they you accused her, her of doing magic that was beyond her level Yeah, and learning things she wasn't supposed to learn. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I find interesting. Um, they, they never really did explain kind of what she got into, mm-hmm. uh, the theories that she started doing black magic and yeah. started getting into the crazier side of things. Um, and we see them decide, all right, you basically can no longer have your magic. We're going to suck it out of you. And she's like, no, instead I'm going to flip it on you. And she sucks everybody's magic out. And their life as- force. And their life force. As we come to find out, her mother, <laughs> mm-hmm. who has this kind of like weird crown thing that pops up when she... Yeah. Uh, tries to suck it out of her and she grabs it and it turns purple which I love. Yeah. Uh, so, so we now have their their magic was like a whitish blue. Yeah. And Agatha's was more of like a purplish black. Yeah. And she and was then... overpowering them. So it that's where some of this purple comes in. Yeah. But um I heard a couple of things with the crown that the mother had on her head that either she was channeling the goddess of magic trying to be strong okay. enough. Or it was just a symbol that she was the head of the coven. That also makes sense. Yeah. Um, so then we see uh, all of them dead, and we switch back to uh, the basement where uh, Agatha has Wanda kind of tied up. You know, mm-hmm. she's got these little protection spells on the wall, and she uh, takes the fly and does some weird, like, illusions and, and changes it and switches mm-hmm. some stuff up. Kind of almost instantly getting rid of the theory that this fly was Mephisto. Because yeah. there was in the comics he does often a plot appear first as a fly. Um, so then we also find out that uh, Agatha was drawn to Westview because of all of the spells. Mm-hmm. So kind of So she wasn't there to begin the- with. Yeah, leaning on the idea that, because in the the last episode, that they made it seem like she was the one that caused, like, the black and white and all of that. Mm -hmm. And we find out later in this episode that's not the case. Um, And so she steals a hair from Wanda and basically opens up portals to her childhood. Yeah. 
you know, we get one of of her and Sokovia right before uh, her parents are killed and they're watching uh, uh, the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. So you kind of get to see this obsession of hers with sitcoms. Um, yeah, it seems pieces... like it was one of her favorite things to look forward to in childhood that yeah. they would practice English in their home and watch a sitcom together. And she was the one who got to pick. She picked that Dick Van Dyke episode specifically. Yeah. So you get you get to see kind of some of the bits and pieces. They do a good job of kind of fleshing out her backstory a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see her next uh, in oh, the before you, years. Before you go yeah. to the next thing, one of the things that um, Agatha is doing here. And I think in our last episode, I kept messing up and calling her Agnes or Agatha all the time. I'm having trouble. Both. (laughs) But uh, one of the things she's doing is she's comparing her own magic to Wanda's and how long she had to study in order to do these small illusions and how Wanda did all of these things instantaneously. So at at this stage, she's, um, she's looking at this little girl and they're kind of reliving this trauma that that she went through and one of the things that happened was the bomb had landed in the apartment but not exploded and wanda references this in some of the movies she says she saw the stark logo and but the the bomb never went off agatha points out that she did a probability hex so she starts referencing wanda's magic that she had it at that stage and we see as as we go into the next section, which is her at, you know, in the Strucker years, basically, where they're mm-hmm. like, all right, come in, you know, touch the uh, touch the scepter. And, and we find out that everybody else has died before this. And we get this moment where the Mind Stone kind of comes out and then just kind of like shoom, right in front of her. And in the uh, reflection of the Mind Stone, we see the Scarlet Witch outline. Mm-hmm. Uh, which just looks so cool. Like I had to pause it and go back and be like, "No, did I really see that?" Yeah, things. Um, and then we see her pass out. But the interesting thing is, no one else sees that. Like they don't see it on the cameras. Nothing mm-hmm. kind of pops up. Well, it so, is the Mind Stone. That t- <laughs> you know, and, and so and then Agatha's like, "Okay, so you had." some magic that would have naturally died out on the vine that then got amplified by an infinity mm-hmm. stone. The pieces are starting to come together a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and we but go she into still the... isn't satisfied with this. Like, no. if it was me, I would be like, oh, okay, she was a witch. Okay. Oh, yeah. she was powered by an infinity stone? That makes sense. But Agatha's like, no, this isn't the end of the story. Yeah, exactly. So we then get to... Uh, I'm assuming after Age of Ultron, uh, at the mm-hmm. Avengers Complex, and we see her watching Malcolm in the Middle, which just cracks me up so much. Yeah. I love that show. I'm sure they paid through the nose to be able to show that episode. Yeah, uh, that and the Dick Van Dyke episode, because they, they showed a clip of that. Yeah. Oh, I'm just sneaking afford it. It's fine. Well, see, here's the thing. So the the as you get into the season the VFX are getting more expensive and the way that they're offsetting that is via product placement. Yeah. Uh, it's the only place where it's legal mm-hmm. and you don't have to like say, okay, we had product placement from this pretty products. Uh, so we see this lovely little conversation between 
uh, Wanda and Vision, and we kind of see the start of their friendship about the fact that, you know, uh, she feels alone, but, you know, he doesn't know what it means to be alone. He's always been alone. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of get to see, you know, both of their perspectives on loss and love, and, and they're kind of different, but he also, you know, shows her, you know, what's grief, but if not love persevering. Yeah. And, and the way that he says it's just, it was a very beautifully written scene. Uh, and she kind of teaches him about sitcoms, which is adorable. Yeah, because if you think about it, Vision is not very old yet. Um, he was created basically right before the the fight with Age of Ultron. And um, this is right after that movie. So yeah. he he doesn't know what it means to really be human. He's He's just been created. He's got to learn everything from scratch. And she is... Yeah. She's going to be there for him to, to teach him these things and help him create his personality. He's going to be there to support her so she doesn't feel alone. It makes sense why they would fall in love. Yeah. I mean, and, and her, if Elizabeth Olsen does not get an Emmy, a Golden Globe, mm -hmm. you know, nominations for this performance, I'm going to, like, throw a chair because she was so fantastic in so this. So uh, My God. Uh you know, it, and there's this moment where they're at the end of that kind of section, and she's starting to lose it emotionally. Mm -hmm. and, and Agnes is like, so you wanted it back, right? And kind of prodding her along. And you're like, okay, did she go get him because she wanted to? Or was like, did Agnes kind of, you know, maneuver things to make her go get him? And uh, we see her going into S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, and she's like, look, I just want to bury him. Like, just give me yeah. his body back. And Hayward is being a jerk, and he's like, I can't let you leave with $3 billion of vibranium. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not... That's not why. And, and there's this... So we see the scene from the surveillance where she, you know, blows out the windows because she is just... Mm -hmm. You know, he's been pulled apart. And I don't and blame her. She just walked into that. Yeah. Like, how insensitive. You knew they were in a relationship, whether you think he's a machine or not. Yeah. Nobody wants to go in and see the person they love in chunks. Like, yeah, that's well, not exactly. okay. Exactly. And, you know, never mind the fact that this has been, you know, maybe three weeks since the end of Endgame. Like, this yeah. is not very far off. So we see her blow out the windows, and, you know, rightfully so. I would have been pissed, too. Um, and, she, you know, she's like, I can't feel you. And then she leaves. Mm -hmm. And it's like, huh, okay, so he's screwing with people to be like, no, she did this. And we see her drive off to New Jersey, of all places, uh, and come to find out this was so uh, he sweet. He had bought the property in in Westview, mm -hmm. and it had the little heart of you know a place to go hold together. And of course, that heart is the heart that we see on the calendar in the first episode. Yeah, and, and we get, you know, in the comics, they do live together in Jersey for a while, and that's like the the one place that they were happy married together. Yeah, and, and as she's driving through this town, you kind of see that it's. It's run down. It, it's fallen on some hard times. Mm -hmm. 
you see you know, a lot she... of the main characters that the, she's interacted with. Yeah. That they're and... just living in town. Exactly. And she gets to this property and she just loses it. And there was a great uh, graphic that I posted in our Discord server of Pietro dies, she loses it. Uh, uh, there was somebody else. Uh, Vision dies, she loses it. You know, she sees, uh, you know, she can't get him back and she loses it completely and yeah. <laughs> creates Westfield. Um, or at least the Westview that we know in the show. And mm -hmm. so we see this chaos magic erupting out of her. She creates the house and then the sitcom 50 world. And then she was the one that created Vision. Yeah. Which is the, interesting. The Vision that she's interacting with is just comes out of her and out of her yeah. magic. Yeah. And so we see uh it also explains why he couldn't leave the hex mm -hmm. uh, but it doesn't explain why hayward lied and said that she stole his body we'll see doesn't eh, explain that hayward eh, not yet not yet, bad not guy. yet not yet uh so we then uh see the uh the sitcom uh set and they did say they filmed the first episode on an old school sitcom set with a studio audience. Mm -hmm. uh, and we head back into Westview and we see Tommy and Billy uh, being held and choked basically to death by Agatha. And we see her in her full costume, which is just glorious. Yeah. And, and you know, Wanda goes for completely into Mother Bear territory, which is just fabulous. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we get to the, you know, she she's chaos magic. She's you know she was a, a supposed to be being. a myth. Yeah, to be able to do you know spontaneous creation, which explains why they didn't go the Mephisto route with the kids, mm -hmm. which I'm not opposed to. Um, and in the cliffhangers of all cliffhangers, we officially get the Scarlet Witch title. Mm -hmm. And I, when that ended, I yeah, I was yelling at my TV. I was like, "Son of a!" Yeah, <laughs> not happy that that ended there. But we, of course, have an end credit sequence, and we kind of see finally Hayward's motivation, which is, uh, mm. they've tried so many power sources, and it turns out they just need a little bit of Wando, which is why. They kept the drone, who's still uh. on the magic, and we get White Vision. Which Seriously. I know this comes from the comics. It's, uh, I believe, from the Vision Quest storyline, where... Uh, there's, there's a few things that they could be referencing. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to kind of see where they go with it. My guess is the vision in the hex is going to hitch a right out of the hex in the <laughs> old school vision body and that's how they're going to bring back vision that would be interesting um Keep it i simple. i thought um that it's it's going to come to a head this this vision i'm thinking that they're going to reference it as vision without a personality without emotions yeah. um he's creepy as all get out and then I think that they're going to send him in, yeah. but the Hex is going to change him. 
Probably. Like it changes everything. And I think it's going to look like Vision and she's going to have to fight him again. Ooh, that would be emotionally devastating. Yeah. That's, uh, that's where my money's at. Like, I feel like this Vision is going to get disguised as the other Vision somehow. And it's going to be... Like, I would love Vision to just come back to the universe full-fledged. Yeah. But I don't know if that's where they're going to go with this. I mean, it'll be interesting. Um, of, of the couple of comic series that I was kind of catching up frantically on last night, <laughs> uh, you know, there, there's a couple of ones that they could be referencing. They could be referencing the one where, you know, his memory and you know, personality gets destroyed, and in the comics, he was originally based on Wonder Man's mm-hmm. personality, and he refuses to give it to him, so they just kind of create new memories and then go off together. Uh, the other one is the Vision storyline, where he leaves the West Coast Avengers and basically creates for himself a family, mm-hmm. <laughs> and in that, they all kind of turn into be murderous killers so that's weird it's a weird storyline things go awry yeah just a little bit uh so it'll be kind of interesting to see who what where they go with this Mm -hmm. uh i'm honestly not sure (laughs) you know but it'll be interesting to say the least uh so yeah that's that's wandavision that's wandavision we've got one episode to go Uh, yeah buckle up buttercup yeah, it's good. It's gonna be a lot. I'm gonna have to get up early yeah. on Friday. So, one thing that they have mentioned is um, that there is supposed to be an amazing cameo. Yeah, but they have said this after Evan Peters showed up. Yes. So I would have thought if you're gonna do an amazing cameo, tossing Quicksilver from the X Men movies. Mm-hmm. That's that's already shocking and messing with people's heads. And they've explained that as that's exactly what they wanted done is they wanted you to understand that this isn't right. Something's going wrong here. Somebody's messing with Wanda. And that's yeah. why they brought him and not Aaron Taylor Johnson back. There, there is a thought that that he will, especially since in one of the end or one of the opening credit sequences, uh, they did actually show him from Ultron. Mm-hmm. There is a theory that he's going to be the one that shows up. Uh, my guess is we're going to have like Fantastic Four. We're going to have X Men. You know, we're going to have something to yeah. kick off that that side of the franchise because Kevin Feige has said that uh, the Fantastic Four will show up in the Disney Plus series before it shows up. That would on be their amazing. My pound for pound, what I would love the most is Sir Ian McKellen as Magneto. Oh, so yes. help me. Yes, if Magneto please. walks in there, even Michael Fassbender, you can give me I, either okay of them, I'm fine. But oh my gosh, that would be the best thing in the world for me. That'd be good. Uh, see, I, I was hoping that we would get Reed Richards uh, last episode with mm-hmm. the... It, that feels like a missed opportunity where yeah. you, you gave us a nameless character that was just created for the movie with yeah. that kind of that build up of my contact is over the ridge yeah. you could have given us somebody even if yeah. it was like a one-off and you're going to recast it for an eventual movie that would have been a great place for an easter egg 
Yeah. Uh, you know, it was it was so disappointing on so many levels. Yeah. And we're all like, uh, who's that? Yeah. I mean, there, there is a big push. So for Fantastic Four, there is a big push to have uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt play Reed Richards mm-hmm. and Sue Storm. That would be pretty fantastic. I would be amazing. I'd be perfectly happy with that. Who would um, their torch and thing be, do you think? Like, I would love... <sighs> I would love either so, of them solo, but them together is just even better. Yeah. Um, for Human Torch, for me, he's got to have that kind of arrogant. I want him a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want him to kind of match uh, Blunt and Krasinski's age range. So I would probably go with... Hmm... Maybe a, um, actually, it, it would never happen, but maybe a, an Oster Isaac or a uh, or John Boyega, you know, that kind of, mm-hmm. kind of bend it a little bit, but not super young. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, there was a guy I had in my mind that wasn't already in the MCU, and I can't think of his name. It's almost hard to think of people who aren't in the MCU anymore. Uh, for the thing, mm-hmm. it's a long shot, but I want the rock. <laughs> the rock. <laughs> I mean, it would be perfect. That's that's a little too on the nose. A little too on the nose. But I was I actually thinking about wrestlers too. Okay. Um, I was thinking Paul could answer this better, but I think the Roman guy, Roman okay. Reigns or something, is. Uh-huh actually the cousin of the rock maybe that makes sense or or it might be like cousin through marriage or through them all just calling each other cousin i'm not really 100 percent sure uh-huh. but someone of his kind of caliber like and someone of that age range as well that could potentially do this for a while now i i oh, love okay. the rock but i feel like if you're gonna put him in this universe he would be um like you almost want to see his face more, yeah. And you're not gonna see you're not gonna see that with the thing. I, but I'm like Batista as Drax was okay an yeah. insane casting choice, but so so perfect. So that's yeah. the kind of thing that I'm thinking of. I gotcha. Somebody like yeah. another Batista, but as the thing. Yeah. Well, and see, that's the thing. So there's been like a lot of the people that I would think of like is, is like that plays arrogant really well are either mm-hmm. way too old for the role or uh they're no longer alive so like <laughs> somebody yeah, like a john malkovich like if he was 30 years younger would be perfect yeah but uh, a geriatric human torch it'll be fine yeah um, no we need we need like a good crop of like teenagery people like yeah. zach efron kind of age you know yeah yeah Somebody who know. could play kind of a jerk, but a lovable jerk. That's yeah. really who the Human Torch is for me. Yeah, I can see that. You know, uh, he's too young, but what's his name who plays Will from uh, Stranger Things? Oh, I have no idea. I don't watch that. Uh, oh, it's it's so one of the good. few things I don't watch yet. Oh, Stranger Things is, is fantastic. I highly suggest you Yeah, but in the comics, Human Torch is often a teenager he's the younger brother of sue storm so wouldn't be terrible to have somebody who is younger true 
Um, but honestly, if you think about the last two actors who have played Human Torch, that mm-hmm. is Chris Evans himself and Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. So whoever would play him is in good company. True. You know, I just I just thought about this. If we're going slightly younger for Human Torch, and we want someone who can kind of play the arrogant, but also, you know, the slight craziness that is mm-hmm. Johnny Storm, what about Daniel Radcliffe? Ooh, that would be an interesting choice. And I Marvel mean, doesn't shy away from putting Britain, British actors into, you know, American accent roles. Yeah. That could you know, be fun. Ooh! Oh, I know who I was thinking of. Huh. Daniel Radcliffe made me think of it because he was in Now You See Me Too with um, Dave Franco. I was thinking Dave Franco. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's I who I that. want. I can see that. See, there that we go. I got bad. there eventually. That wouldn't be bad. Yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good like young actors that are in their mm-hmm. late 20s, early 30s uh, that I think would work. Yeah. Uh, really well so and we don't need another origin story we've already had it twice i am a hundred percent fine with just we meet these characters yes that marvel has been doing a lot of origin stories with the the new people yeah um and there are some where it's really helpful like um captain marvel she we did an origin story with her and it was kind of like a period piece because took her back to the 80s and that was fun yeah but of the people that they were bringing to endgame she was one of the lesser known yeah yeah that makes sense fantastic four everybody knows they go up into space they get powers they know what the powers are if we're gonna do anything origin-y i would rather see that as like a flashback within this movie and really just get to like the action and the characters yeah I 100%. Uh, I I would rather them call them in in another thing Mm -hmm. as an already set team. Yeah. And then just pick up from wherever they're, whatever they're doing, you know. Yeah. Uh, And honestly, um, we've we've talked about some of the ways that they could bring in X-Men, some of the ways that they could have brought in Fantastic Four, especially with like, oh, there's a space engineer that has something for us. That was a great place to drop Reed Richards. But some of the upcoming titles that we have are also going to be great places. Because we know we've we've got a Skrull invasion story. We know we've got another Captain Marvel. Anytime you're dealing with space, that is a place where you can bring in the Fantastic Four and it feel very seamless. Yeah, and that's the theory that uh, it was too early Mm -hmm. to bring them in. Uh, so, you know, looking at probably, um, Secret Invasion. There's the word I was Mm -hmm. looking for. My goodness. Uh, and especially, it makes sense, uh, especially since I know that, like, because Krasinski has the Jack Ryan series, uh, that I believe is currently filming. So... It would make sense that they would be slightly waiting. Because they've mm-hmm. done it before. They did it with Benedict Cumberpatch uh, for Doctor Strange. Because yeah. there was just no other choice. Mm-hmm. 
And sometimes you're going to have that where there's just not another place to drop in this character. You've got to just do a movie and then bring them into the universe. I mean, you're just not going to get around that sometimes. No. And there was, there's too much of his story and things that they had to set up to Mm -hmm. do anything less than a movie. We really hadn't had much magic in the universe. It was more a technology based kind of thing. So it, it definitely made sense with with Doctor Strange. And honestly, that's one of my least favorite movies because it's so mind trippy. Like I just Yes. You you've got to be in the right like frame of mind to watch that thing. Yeah. I, I literally only watched it because I'm obsessed with Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Um the man is an amazing actor. Yeah. Uh, and it was an amazing movie, but it's not for everybody. Like, once they started, like, going through those mirrors and stuff, whoa, it was a lot. Yeah. It would be interesting. Okay, Uh, so, we're talking about Fantastic Four, and I am looking closer at that image that you had sent me. Yes. It is Marvel Studios' upcoming projects. Yes. I got distracted by Deadpool 3 on this list, which (laughs) is a whole other conversation. But, oh, what's this that I see? Four from the bottom on the right-hand side. There's, that's a Fantastic Four logo. Yes, yes it is. There is a Fantastic Four movie in development. Yeah. The The theory is... Uh, so we've got... Uh, where's Secret Invasion on this list? I know it's up here somewhere. Um, I actually don't think it's on this list. Uh, you very easily could have them pop up in uh, Captain Marvel 2. You could have them pop up in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You could even have them pop up in Ant-Man Quantumania. Yep. Um, Uh, They're they're so versatile as a team that you can have them come in and help out in lots of different ways. Yeah. I think they're, you're right, though. Secret Invasion does sound like a really strong place for them yeah. to premiere. And then just maybe like the next year or something, they get their own movie. I think that would be a really great way to bring them in the universe. Yeah. Uh, let me look and see what the release date is for Secret Invasion. Just finished. Yes, I know. You liked Doctor Strange. So... Paul Escape Podcast, um, what did you think of the most recent episode of WandaVision? Were you excited? Are you ready for next week? Okay, so it looks like, so it's part of Phase 4, which is going to start after this trilogy. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks like it's going to be in uh, 2022. So you very easily could put them in there. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, like I said, fascinating stuff. From what I'm hearing, uh, Captain Marvel 2 is going to happen, and then that's going to set up Secret Invasion. Which uh, makes a lot of sense. Yes. So having them pop up in either of those things mm-hmm. uh, would be fantastic. I mean, you could have them pop up, you know, as scrolls, <laughs> and then. Yeah. You know, have the real ones come in from who knows where. Honestly. And it doesn't even need to be, like, 
they're a starring role. It doesn't need no. to be that they're even a cameo. You can just say that Dr. Richards gave you some information, and that would be enough of an Easter egg that we'd all get excited. Oh, like, yeah, 100%. Marvel has us wrapped around their fingers right now. Yeah. And from this list of movies, they will do so through 2023 for sure. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, easily. We are all easily. dying for these things and looking so forward to it. You know, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, I, I I am curious kind of to see. So, you know, we've had various reactions of, um, of different things. <laughs> Paul in the chat would like us to know that stigmatism was being powered because stigmatism is when you don't have vision. Oh, Anti-vision. Nope. I get not, your joke, Paul. Gonna, I get your not, joke. Not going to touch it with a 10-foot pole. He's so proud of himself. I'm sure he is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, in this, this, speaking of WandaVision, uh, I finally found that photo I was thinking about earlier. You know, yeah. we, we've seen Wanda. So, you know, she went crazy with Ultron and destroyed everything. She destroyed Thanos mm-hmm. <laughs> after that. She created the hex. Now she, her kids are being threatened. Yeah. What in the world is she going to do? <laughs> and can in the canon, she does lose her kids. Yeah. And they end up being reincarnated into two separate boys that eventually yeah. find themselves. And all of this backstory is revealed where they realize that once upon a time they were twin boys. There's nothing saying that Marvel doesn't make her lose these kids. Like, yeah. my heart wants her to be happy and, like, live with Vision without all this mind control nonsense. But yeah, That'd be nice. You don't know what, what they're planning. Also, Marvel has gone so dark. Like, oh, yeah. much darker than I thought they would in this last couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. So, eh, you, everyone could die. <laughs> yeah. Honest to God. Um well, See? this this feeds into the House of M theory that we've had all along. Yeah. That, that's really where Wanda's reality-bending powers are strongest, is when she's grieving. Yeah. So, is she going to drop the hex and re- just rewrite reality? Is she going to get through her grieving process and, like, go back to being a crime fighter? Is she going to turn supervillain? Who knows? I mean, it is within the comic book storylines that anything could happen. Okay, so Helly says for Fantastic Four, what Wyatt Russell for Johnny Storm, Nick Offerman for the thing. <laughs> oh, Nick Offerman. And Brian Cranston for Doctor Doom. I would be I'd be okay with that. I would list. love Nick Offerman as the thing. That is funny. That would be great. That would be funny. I do not know Wyatt Russell. Let me look real quick. Pull up the IMDb. Um, who is Wyatt Russell? I don't think I know anything I that he's no in. Twenty Two Jump Street. Nope, he's in Falcon and Winter Soldier. They're not going to cast him as something else in Marvel right now. Oh yeah, that's true. 
He is going to be super patriot or U.S. agent. So, ha, Heli, I thwart your casting decision. Uh, Ooh. Edward Norton is due. I mean, that would be interesting, but honestly, after, uh... Yeah, after, 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 after Hulk, his uh-uh. Hulk, I don't think he's going to join MCU, but that would be interesting. That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you get to see that guy, like, next Friday in Winter Soldier. Not next Friday, yeah. in a couple next weeks. Friday. Yeah, two weeks? Yeah, because we've got the epic conclusion, or the epic finale, and mm-hmm. then... Uh, there was rumors we were going to have a season two. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, and then we've got the making of, which will be fascinating. And then we've got Falcon Winter Soldier after that. So that'll be fun. But if we're if we're talking about um, Victor Von Doom, I wouldn't be opposed to having that same guy. Is his real name Julian McMahon or was that like a character he played? I have no idea. Julian McMahon or something. Yeah, that's his name. Um, he was uh, Cole in Charmed, and he played Victor Von Doom in the first two uh, Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, he did a he did a nice Victor Von Doom. You yeah, felt he like he was serious, but very sinister. Yeah, he's been in that new FBI show I've been watching, uh, yeah. Most Wanted. He's actually not bad in it. I don't know. Um, I mean, we'll see. I I think the smart move if you're gonna go Emily Blunt and John Krasinski for. Reed Richards and Sue Storm, then you've mm-hmm. got to get a big name for Victor Von Doom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going to be too charismatic. You've got... To have a good superhero movie, you've got to a little bit root for the bad guy, too. You know? <laughs> I mean, I wish, Helly. That would be awesome. <laughs> that, that would be an interesting casting choice. Everybody would just be like, uh, who... And we'd be like, yay, over here in the corner being like, yay, tiny little voices. Exactly. Um, I'll be honest, Paul, I don't know your choice. Tommy Wiseau? I don't know that either. I don't think I've Thank you, Google. Oh, no, no, not the room guy. (laughs) No. I say no. Uh, no. I don't do horror, so I have no idea. He was, he was like, he made the worst movie of all time. He was the director and the star, and there is no point to this film. Yeah. Uh, There's no uh, point. Yeah, for, for those of you guys that are watching this later, uh, we have been responding to Twitch messages as yes. they've been coming and in. And I said, is who why. is Tommy Wiseau? And then I said, no. <laughs> that is all that needs to be said. Alrighty, guys, that's probably going to do it for us today. Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, This will go up on YouTube and podcast uh, early next week, probably Monday or Tuesday, depending on how much editing editing I have to do. Probably Uh, a lot because of the beginning. (laughs) I just cut off a big chunk of it. It's fine. Um, Anyways, thank you everybody on Twitch for hanging out with us. Uh, Everybody else, Join our Discord. Uh, mm-hmm. Follow the Bounty Honeys Twitch, YouTube, uh, K Gaming's, The Llama, Escape Pod, uh, Geek Girl 1980s YouTube channel. All of our stuff. Uh, links will be down below in the descriptions. Uh, thank you guys for joining. 
Love you, Helly. We'll see you next time. Stay geeky. Hit the button. Bye.